Welcome to the Summit for Wellness podcast, where we help you climb to the peak of your health. And now, here is your host, Brian Carroll. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 53 of the Summit for Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Brian Carroll, and today's episode is brought to you by Hana One, which is an Ayurvedic herbal blend that I love to use to help my body be able to adapt to various stressors and to keep my immune system up. I actually used Hana One just a couple weeks ago when I was on a mountaineering trip, and I was relying on it to help my body to adapt to different elevation points on the mountain, and it worked very well. If you look into their brand, you see a lot of different athletes using it because it helps your body to adapt to different stresses of life, but also your intense workouts. So if you want to learn more, go to summitforwellness.com slash H-A-N-A-H. Okay, in this episode, I brought on Lori Hammer, who focuses her practice on helping the brain chemistry of people, and she likes to use what is called amino acid therapy, which is where they test different amino acids to see if it's what your body needs to be able to produce different neurotransmitters. So let's dive right into my conversation with Lori talking all about amino acids and how to use that for brain chemistry. Lori Hammer studies psychology at the University of Nebraska Omaha, but has always had a passion for nutrition and preventative holistic health options since overcoming bulimia and depression through dietary changes and amino acid therapy. She is now a passionate nutritional therapist and neuronutrient therapy practitioner and is helping a wide variety of clients with adrenal fatigue, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, autoimmune conditions, and much more. Thank you, Lori, for coming onto the show. Thank you for having me. Lori, I would love to dive into your background a little bit before we talk about uh, amino acid therapy. So if you can kind of walk us through what got you to where you are today and uh, let us know some of the health issues that you went through uh, along that path. Okay. Well, back in 1996, I was um, had, had 12 years of bulimia. So I started when I was 12, and um, my friend and my nursing psychiatric teacher, when I was in nursing school, she sent me a recording um, because she knew I was having a lot of problems with the bulimia and depression and anxiety. Actually, she didn't send me a recording. She sent me an article, and it was out of a random GNC magazine, and it was on Julia Ross's clinic, Recovery Systems in Mill Valley, California, and it was on how amino acid therapy can help you overcome eating disorders, depression, and anxiety. So I called out there and got started in their program, went out there. It was an outpatient program. I had always had a passion for wanting to help people heal, and that's why I went to nursing school. Um, but I found out that that wasn't actually the direction that I wanted to take. And then after I went out to recovery systems, I realized that I needed to take a different path. So I changed my major to psychology. And then kind of life got in the way after I finished the degree and didn't get my master's. And you can't really do much with a psychology degree without a master's degree. And then 
it came around to, um, I had celiac disease, so that was diagnosed when I was at Julia Ross's clinic. And so that led me on a path to eating healthier. You know, I grew up in a small town and we canned our own stuff. You know, we grew our own meat, but we ate a lot of crappy food as well. You know, pot pies and mac and cheese and hot dogs. So I had to learn a whole new way of eating because all I ate and all I binged on was gluten and sugar. So, and back at that time, 22 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of options. So I actually had to learn how to cook, which is good in the long run. And then in 2009, yeah, 2009, (laughs) no, 2007. Sorry, I had to think when my daughter was born. 2007, I was diagnosed with a rare melanoma. And it was a level four out of five. And it should have been everywhere in my body. And, but I was radically healed from that. And then I was led to several different holistic practitioners to help me rebuild my body and to prevent that cancer from coming back. And so that kind of sent me into a new paradigm as far as health is concerned, because I was the healthiest person I knew, but obviously I got cancer. So I needed to dig a little bit deeper into my own health. And that just sent me on a path to discovering the Nutritional Therapy Institute where I became an NTP, and then I kind of came full circle and um, was trained by Julia Ross again. She had been my mentor for quite a few years since I'd been out there, and then she said, hey, why don't you come teach for us after I had received my certification and have been practicing for several years. So that's where I am now. My children also have celiac disease and um, some other health challenges, and so throughout the years, just with that personal experience um, has led me to dig deeper into, you know, my health, their health, and then in helping others. I'm curious, since the cancer that you had was so far along when it was diagnosed, did you go through um, conventional therapies to reduce the cancer and then use holistic practices afterwards? Or was it a mix of both? Or did you just use holistic practices? So I just use holistic practices, but I was healed before I even went to see a holistic doctor. So um, I believe that my faith um, took care of the cancer. Wow. So when I say it was radically healed, it had to do with, with what I believe. That's that's amazing. Yes, yeah, it was amazing. It's, uh, yeah, talking with different people that have gone through cancer and hearing their stories, it's, it's really neat to see uh, people that have used other methods other than just the conventional um, – treatments to be able to get through their cancer diagnosis. So that's really neat to see. So can you start diving into what is amino acid therapy and uh, what is it used for? Oh, it's used for a whole host of issues. Mainly um, people come to me because they have depression and anxiety or they have really intense food cravings. So the amino acids can help relieve um, anxiety, depression. They help with you to deal with stress, some pain relief. Um, but a lot of it has to do with food cravings and overcoming that deep desire to eat chips and sugar and gluten and all those kind of things because that has to do with a deficiency in your neurotransmitters. So amino acid therapy helps us to rebuild those neurotransmitters so that we don't have those cravings so that we can eliminate depression and anxiety, um, obsessive compulsive, all those types of different things. So uh, when you're doing amino acid therapy, are you using specific proteins or just specific amino acids themselves uh, to help with the processes? 
great question. Everything, you know, food is always the foundation of everything. So we're always going to make sure that people are able to eat really good protein sources because that's where amino acids come from, from protein. And then we use targeted amino acid therapy um, to help rebuild those neurotransmitters. So it is multifaceted. But the therapy part comes from um, the therapeutic doses of L-tryptophan or GABA and those types of supplements. Well, can you start walking through some of the different neurotransmitters so people uh, can understand this a little deeper? And how do the amino acids um, uh, interact with these neurotransmitters? Perfect. So we have a lot of different neurotransmitters in our brain, and I'm just going to focus on four of them. Those are the four that I mainly focus on. So first one is going to be serotonin. And serotonin is our happy, feel good, you know, life is good when your serotonin um, levels are optimal. So you're not angry, you're not irritable, you're not obsessing, you're not depressed, you're not anxious, you sleep well, those types of different things. And the specific amino acid that we use to support the serotonin level would either be 5-HTP or L-tryptophan. And so I would trial people to see which one of those they would respond the best to. And we do all the trialing um, in our office during either the first or second session with people. And so once that way, we can find exactly what dose we want to start with. So when I say trialing, I mean um, we're opening up a capsule underneath the tongue, and then we're waiting for a reaction. And then once we get to the dose that uh, they're reacting to, whether it's one capsule or four capsules, then that's the dose that we start with. And it's, it's a lovely for, to watch the clients have a change immediately. So when they walk out of the office, their serotonin levels are already boosted. They don't have to wait for that boost to happen, you know, three, four, five days later. Um, the second one that I work with would be your endorphins. And that is also a very comforting neurotransmitter. Um, you feel a lot of joy. You feel a lot of peace when your endorphins are at optimal levels. And I use a product called Endorphigen which is DPA, D-phenylalanine, or DLPA, which is DL-phenylalanine. And we decide, you know, which one the client would, res would respond best to. And then there's GABA. That's your stress reliever. So if you're having a hard time letting out a deep breath, you're feeling overwhelmed, overworked, then GABA is really what you're probably deficient in as well. And so, again, we find the correct dose for that. And then... Um, your catecholamines, that's, your catecholamines are important for focus, for attention, for energy. And so when the, your catecholamines are off, um, you're kind of rabbit trail all around in your brain and you have a hard time focusing and you can't finish a task is what I hear a lot of women say to me. And so we use L-tyrosine or LPA, which is L-phenylalanine, to help relieve those symptoms and to rebuild that neurotransmitter. And then, of course, there's blood sugar balancing and L-glutamine we use quite often to balance the blood sugar because if your blood sugar is off, then all the neurotransmitters are going to be off. I'm curious, when you're testing these uh, different amino acids and you're putting it under the tongue, how long are you waiting to see a reaction and uh, what type of response are you looking for when you're doing that? Right. So it's one to five minutes is generally when the response will happen. So it's pretty immediate. And then we're looking to see if people notice a difference cognitively. So are they able to think different? Is their um, outlook a little bit better? Emotionally, 
Um, do they have all of a sudden have more joy? Did a smile come to their face? You know, things like that. And then physically, sometimes people feel a physical difference. Maybe their shoulders relax, they're able to take a deep breath. All of a sudden their legs, they don't have that restless leg feeling anymore. It could be a wide variety of things. So I don't like to plant a whole lot of thoughts into people's head before I ask them, how are they feeling cognitively, emotionally, or physically? Because we get a wide, wide variety of answers. So um, you mentioned for some people that the dosing could be one to four capsules. So if you put one capsule under the tongue, do you wait the five minutes before you add in other capsules? Or do you just slowly keep adding it in until you start getting a response? Uh, we'll wait anywhere from one to five minutes. Most people respond quicker than five minutes. And so I do a lot of health history while we're waiting. So it's not just staring at each other and waiting for something to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, um, so you're, you're looking at the neurotransmitters and you're looking at um, what those neuro neurotransmitters do within the body. So that's kind of giving you uh, guidance into which amino acids to uh, test on these people. Um, do people typically come in having uh, multiple issues with different neurotransmitters, or is it usually focused around one at a time? People come in with all sorts of different issues. I cannot remember ever having a person with only one neurotransmitter issue. It's always two or more. The most common is going to be a serotonin deficiency. Um, that is the first neurotransmitter to take a hit when we're eating a high sugar diet, a high starch diet. Uh, when we're under a lot of stress, we're under eating or we're not eating enough protein, your serotonin is gonna get used up first and that's the one I see the most often. Second I would say would be probably GABA, just being able to deal with stress appropriately and that overwhelmed, overworked feeling. Those would be the most common. But people come in with, you know, needing all four neurotransmitters and help with their blood sugar balancing. When you're using the amino acids to help with the, the brain chemistry, do you go off of the dosing that you tested for and do you keep them on that for a certain period of time? Or is like, how do you figure out how long they should be on um, a, a, a protocol of amino acids? Great. So they, that is a dose we start with. So if somebody needed four L-tryptophan, and then we would do that four times a day, most likely, depending on their cravings, depending on their mood. That's where the health history comes in. If they don't have any issues with anxiety and depression in the morning, then we won't need to start that in the morning. We'll start that mid-morning or mid-afternoon for them. Um, but we have weekly check-ins every seven to ten days with clients. And so I want to know, I give them a specific form. It's called an amino acid assessment form. And it goes through a whole symptom checklist. And they do that before we start using the amino acids, and we do it weekly until those symptoms are down to anywhere from 0 to 2 on a scale of 1 to 10. And once they've been on that level for at least three months, then we can try to start tapering them off. Most people need to be on the amino acids for at least six months, sometimes more, um, just depending on you know, the severity of their symptoms and what they have going on in their life. And then we adjust the doses accordingly. So if their symptoms are going down, then we stay at the same dose. If their symptoms are the same from, you know, week one to week two, then we'll probably increase, you know, specific times a day or add another amino acid depending on what they need. So it's very targeted and we stay on top of things. 
So I'm assuming that if they're having an amino acid issue, then you're stepping back and you're also looking at their diet and if they're actually digesting proteins and other foods as well. So can you talk about how the diet plays a role in the neurotransmitter function? And when you're working with people with amino acid therapy, how do you work with the diet and the amino acids so that they're getting a full, well-rounded protocol? So I start with the amino acids first because I have found that if the brain isn't balanced, it's very hard for people to be compliant and be consistent with the diet that they need to follow. It's really hard to not eat sugar, to not eat gluten if your brain isn't balanced because it's using those foods as comfort. It's using those foods to boost, to have that serotonin rush or to have that endorphin rush. So we need to balance the brain first, then start talking about diet. And we start talking about that in the first session but I don't start hammering things home with them until I know that they're a little bit more stable and they're able to make those changes because the last thing we want to do is to make our clients feel like they're inadequate or that they failed. Um, Nobody wants to eat a dozen donuts and nobody wants to live on pop and coffee and those kind of things. So when they come to you um, or come to us, they're really vulnerable. And so the brain balancing is the most important using the amino acids. And then we really work on targeting their protein intake. And um, so we want to make sure that people are getting a good four to five ounces of protein three to four times a day. So that's going to be 30 to 40 grams of protein. Because you have to have enough protein in order to make the neurotransmitters because the protein breaks down into amino acids and the amino acids feed the neurotransmitters. So there's that whole process there. So if somebody is under eating in protein, there's no way they, they can sustain themselves off of the amino acids, and we don't want people to be on the supplements for a long period of time. That's not the goal. The goal is to rebuild and then to support their body through food. Um, And then we really work on cutting down the starches and the sugars, because if they don't have cravings, then that's a really easy thing to do. Compliance isn't an issue. And then, of course, we work on good healthy fats, and that feeds the brain. And that helps the body to repair and the cell membranes and, you know, all the host of things that go along with with eating healthy fats, enough protein, and lots of good low-carbohydrate vegetables. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense that you start with the amino acids first to help rebuild those neurotransmitters. Because if you have someone that comes in depressed and you throw the amino acids and tell them to change their diet, and if they you know, don't do something in that protocol perfectly, that could force them into a deeper depression. So because they feel like they can't do it. Or right. if you have someone that comes in with anxiety, then it can seem like way too much and that um, enhances anxiety. So it that definitely makes sense to me that you would start with trying to rebuild the neurotransmitters first, and then they're able to be more compliant. So I, I really like the way that you approach that. Well, it works very well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. So when, um, how do uh, deficiencies in neurotransmitters affect uh, people's natural and unnatural appetites and how can that give you more information into what they need? Right. So I like to say we have a natural mood and an unnatural mood. So our natural mood, our natural cravings, our natural diet desires would be things that nourish our body. That would be normal. So we look at a plate of food and go, wow, that looks really good. And we eat it and we're satisfied. When our neurotransmitters are deficient, we're looking for something to to boost them, to, to fill the void. And so then we're making poor food choices. And so that's an unnatural mood. That's an unnatural diet desire, an unnatural appetite. 
And so then people are going to lean towards carbohydrates, the starches and the sugars and the glutens and the grains and those kind of things that are going to give them a temporary boost in their endorphins and their dopamine and serotonin levels, but overall it's going to cause them to crash and send them into a deeper depression and then that creates a false mood. So when the brain is balanced, I hear all the time from my clients that I didn't know that I could feel this normal. I'm reacting appropriately. I could walk past the brownies. I didn't pick up the candy at work and I just wanted to eat my lunch and when I was done I was completely satisfied. And that's a natural appetite. That's the way that we're designed in the first place is to have that natural nourishing appetite and be done and move on. So I'm curious. Um, so when you're doing amino acid therapy with people, can you do it starting at any age? So if you have some young kids coming in, are you still able to do it? Or do you want to wait until they get to a certain point in their life? Right. So there's specific things that you have to be really cautious with with kids. Um, and you're still going to test the dosing on them. You wouldn't use 5-HTP with a young child because their brain is still developing. And so L-tryptophan can be converted into many different things in the body. And so it's more readily um, usable um, as 5-HTP is only converted into serotonin. Um, but for most part, you know, you want to be careful with babies. You don't give babies GABA um, or really tyrosine for the most part. It just, it really depends on the child and, you know, what you're able to test them on. Uh, the youngest person that I have personally worked with um, was five, and we worked on their catecholamines, and we worked on their serotonin levels, and that's really all they needed. Um, and then I have 75-year-olds that come in, so we have a wide range um, and a lot of wide variety in, in the needs as well. So it's just being cautious. You don't want to use um, 5-HCP or L-tryptophan if the child is on an SSRI. And you want to be careful if they're on other mood-enhancing drugs. Um, so we just be really specific and cautious depending on, depending on the child. That was going to be my next question is how do you do amino acid therapy with people that are on uh, meds of any kind for uh, mental health issues? So how, how are you able to navigate that realm and be able to work with that? Right. So if they're on an SSRI, um, we can use the amino acids as long the specific ones for serotonin, L-tryptophan, or 5-HTP, as long as it's six hours away from the SSRI. And then if somebody is on two SSRIs or more, then we are not going to use the L-tryptophan or the 5-HTP. And they do need to work with their doctor. Uh, we do require that if they're wanting to taper off. So we do not taper anybody off of those. They have to work specifically with their doctor and they need to know exactly what we're doing with them. The other amino acids aren't, they don't have quite as many precautions, but there are some specific medications that you want to be extra cautious with. You know, benzodiazepines would be one um, that we're extra cautious in how we dose and when we dose. Um, but it can be done and we always want every client who is on those to make sure that they're working with another practitioner who's who has dosed their medication for them. Do you find that there are some uh, practitioners that are easier to work with when doing amino acid therapies compared to other practitioners? Yes, there are. But in the long run, everybody wants the client to get better, right? So you don't, you don't have a whole lot of resistance. And if 
you find a doctor that doesn't want to work with amino acid therapy, then you just go find another one. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that the second one's always better, you know, if that ever does happen. So, um, very few instances has a client not been able to work with a doctor. Oh, that's good to know. It is. Is there anything else that you would like to uh, touch on with amino amino acid therapy and make sure that uh, my listeners understand it a little bit more and how it can help with different symptomology? Oh gosh, so that's a loaded question, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> what do I the want them to know? Because there's so much. There's so much. Um, just to, for everybody to know that if you have, if you're a diabetic amino acids work really well for diabetes because it helps to cut those sugar cravings. So just for example, I have a couple diabetic clients and the type 2 client has been able to get off of their medications completely because we've controlled the cravings and so they don't have the insulin spikes. And it was just even on L-glutamine, I had one client who came to me and he said, I went from an A1C of 8 down to 5.2, and that was just in a matter of three months. So that was a big deal for him, and he was on quite a bit of medication, and he had been tapering off of it. Um, there's a lot of conditions of that nature that some people are generally a little bit hesitant to use supplements for or amino acids with, and I want to tell you that as long as you're working with a qualified practitioner, you can do that in a very safe manner. And so since the diabetes epidemic, you know, 70% of Americans are obese or overweight, I should say, and 30% of those people are diagnosed with obesity, our diabetes epidemic is almost going to be one in, one in two, right? So we have a lot of work to do as practitioners to help those people balance their brain chemistry so that we can get them off of their medication with their doctor's help, of course, or prevent them from being on medication and live a longer, healthier, more productive life. Um, so that's one instance where you know people think, oh, it's just mood balancing. Well, it is mood balancing, but it's also learning how to balance your blood sugar through uh, monitoring those moods and just squelching those cravings. So it all works together. Do you ever use amino acid therapy along with something like the ketogenic diet to help um, uh, get more energy into the uh, the brain instead of uh, focusing on glucose? Yes. Yes, the ketogenic diet works beautifully um, for quite a few of my clients along with the amino acid therapy. Um, we tend to lean more a little more towards the paleo-keto type of diet with people. Uh, we call it the hunter or herder, depending on your, your body type and, and your needs and, and those kind of things, what we suggest that you take out. Some people need to take out fruits. Some people need to take out all grains. Some people need to take out dairy. So it just, just depends on the person. But the ketogenic diet works well um, for a wide variety of my clients. All right, Lori, is there anything else that you would like to touch on before we wrap up here? No, I think that's great. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Awesome, Lori. Well, people can find you at your Facebook uh, page. It is uh, facebook.com slash NTP Lori Hammer. And I'll have uh, links to that in the show notes at summitforwellness.com slash 53. And you will be having a new website up here real soon. And that will also be in the show notes when it is live. And um, you also have a your direct phone number that people can contact you at, and that will be in the show notes as well. 
Thank you, Lori, for coming on. Uh, I appreciate you talking about amino acids. Uh, it's a very fascinating topic and um, something that I actually haven't learned a whole lot about. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Well, there you have it, folks. Amino acid therapy could be a very good option if you are having any kind of issues with your neurotransmitters. I've used the ketogenic diet a lot in my practice to help with neurotransmitters, but I have not used amino acid therapy because I didn't really know much about it. So I'm really glad Lori Hammer came onto the show to talk uh, more about amino acid therapy and how people can use that to support neurotransmitter function. In our next episode, we are going to have Christy Sloniker, who works with a lot of the older population. So she works with them with movement and nutrition. So she's coming on to talk about different ways to get nutrients into uh, the older population, because a lot of them come from a background where they don't get very much uh, healthy nutrients into their bodies. So this that episode is very much for family members to listen to, and then they can try to uh, give different options to the older people in their lives. So if you are working with any kind of uh, elderly people in your family, then that is definitely an episode that you want to listen to. Okay, if you enjoyed this episode, then please take a couple moments to go to iTunes to leave us a rating and review. Those ratings and reviews really do matter in the podcasting world. I can't express it enough. It does help to get us in front of more people. So if you just took a couple moments to help us out a little bit, that would be greatly appreciated. You can go to summitforwellness.com slash iTunes. Keep climbing to the peak of your health, and we will see you next time.